everybody. Welcome to the All Pumped Up Podcast. I'm Tyler Winters. Bailey is with me. And this week, we're going to talk about why people are blocking Panic at the Disco's Brendan Yuri on Twitter. Uh, also going to talk about the new upcoming Beavis and Butthead series and what one once notable TV star thought about Alanis Morissette's You Oughta Know song being written about him. Oh, and the Blink-182 Tom DeLonge reunion rumors are back. And if you ask me... I'd say we are closer than ever to making this reality. But before we get to all that, guys, if you didn't already know and you aren't already signed up, All Punked Up sends out a weekly scene newsletter that's filled with all the happenings from around the scene, all the news without any of the fluff or BS that a lot of publications throw in throughout the week. It's only the stuff that we think you should know and would want to know. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, sign up and give it a try. It's absolutely free. And you'll receive one email a week, so you can stay up to date with all the scene news and music releases for that particular week. We basically look for and gather all the scene news so you don't have to, and then we deliver it straight to your inbox every Sunday. You can sign up now at allpunkedup.com forward slash subscribe. That's allpunkedup.com forward slash subscribe. I'll leave a link in the show notes to make it easier just for you. And one more thing. We have a very small favor to ask you. If you really like the show, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It would really help us out a ton because these podcast apps aren't really set up to help promote independent podcasts like ourselves. There's really no algorithm yet besides maybe the rating system that helps people like you discover new podcasts. So most people like you and I rely on those reviews to see if the show would be a right fit for us. So if you could find the time to leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it would be so greatly appreciated and we'd love you forever. So with that out of the way, Bailey, let's go ahead and talk some news. First up, and here's a funny one. Bailey, people are blocking Panic at the Disco's Brendan Urie on Twitter and it seemed to be a viral trend this week. Did you hear about this at all? I did not. Well, let me fill you in. It appears that people on Twitter started blocking Brendan Urie for all kinds of different reasons that have absolutely nothing to do with Panic at the Disco or Brendan Urie at all. And because of this, there is absolutely nothing Brendan Urie can do to change their minds. And here are a few of my favorite tweets of the reasons why people are blocking Brendan Urie. So the first one, Noah Schnapp and Doja Cat are fighting, so I blocked Brendan Urie. Another one, MCR hasn't dropped the album yet, so I blocked Brendan Urie. Fall Out Boy haven't made an album in four years, so I blocked Brendan Urie. Uh, another one, I will never experience hearing 21 Pilots for the first time again, so I blocked Brendan Urie. Uh, Bailey, I think you might like this one. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia didn't get any no Emmy nominations again, so I blocked Brendan Urie. And one of my favorites was Brendan Urie is trending, so I blocked Brendan Urie. <laughs> Bailey, he made he made it, somebody mad. You think he, he made, made somebody mad? He made somebody real mad, <laughs> and they couldn't do anything to him directly, so they just shut the whole thing down. Shut the whole thing down. Yeah. I mean, this is this is social media at its finest. I think that's cancel culture. He made somebody mad. He made somebody mad. Actually, he did make some people mad uh, a while ago, but we won't get into into all mm -hmm. that but any reasons as to why you think you might want to block brendan urie you got anything i got nothing you've been up since 5 45 so you're gonna block it's brendan just, urie? It, it's a continue yeah i've i've had a perpetual cycle of no sleep for five days so i'm gonna block brendan urie boom <laughs> 
one that I feel like people should be saying is Brendan Urie still goes by Panic at the Disco, even though he's the sole remaining member of the group. Why so you got to talk about Chris Rowe like that? Why you got to throw Chris Rowe under the bus? That's not fair. Hey, it is what it is. Anyways, I thought that was funny. People giving out unreasonable reasons to cancel Brendan Urie on Twitter. All right, Bailey, you're a fan of Beavis and Butthead, right? Yes. They just released a trailer for their new television series titled Mike Judge's Beavis and Butthead, which is set to premiere on August 4th on the Paramount Plus streaming service. Uh, For those interested, here's the trailer summary. The iconic animated duo of Beavis and Butthead are back and dumber than ever. The 90s pop culture phenomenons return, voiced by creator Mike Judge, to confound common sense, torment each other, and showcase some of the dumbest comedy imaginable. Bailey, I have to say that I'm somewhat excited about this. Uh, I don't have a Paramount Plus uh, subscription, but I think this is rad. And for those of you who are too young to maybe remember uh, what Beavis and Butthead was, uh, Beavis and Butthead, the Beavis and Butthead show uh, on MTV was a big deal for like alt rock and other genres in the 90s. Uh, It's been said that Beavis and Butthead could make or break a band back then uh, because what they would do for part of the show is basically sit in front of their couch and comment on music videos. Uh, some of the things they'd say were either, you know, they could be positive and they'd really like it or they'd completely roast the band and the video. Uh, it was super entertaining at the time. So just from an importance of, you know, to what the show meant for alt rock and really a generation. Uh, I'm happy this series is coming back. And Bailey, I think I read somewhere where Mike judge said that he doesn't know if they'll do, you know, music videos or something like that, or maybe they will. I, I really can't remember, but he said now the window of opportunities is much greater when it comes to, you know, video content for Beavis and Butthead to comment on because now they have YouTube videos and reels and social media uh, to look into. So if they go back to the route of sitting in front of the TV and commentating, I think it'd be interesting to see where the creator judge takes them. I hope they're sitting in front of the Apple educational computers and uh, well, you know, one of those. And I hope that they have a team of writers that can grab like all of the uh, trendy influencers. And I would love to see Beavis and Butthead roast the influencers. Oh my um, gosh. There's a couple people that do it really, really well, but they don't, um, they don't just, it's not as juvenile as Beavis and Butthead. And in my opinion, Mike Judge and the team could just watch these, these people. I mean, there's, they're very famous for like exposing how everything is wrong and it's a pyramid scheme and they're one paycheck away from not being on YouTube again. And if the writers go that route and they just roast the people that need to be roasted and exposed, I actually think it'd be a public service because there's so many people that are, um, they're inspired by influencers that just, uh, the whole thing is it's a carnival. They're just, it's all smoke and mirrors. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it helped people see, uh, behind the curtain. Yeah, and I definitely think that there's a market for this, for Beavis and Butthead to be back. I mean, to me, it kind of seems like if they go the route you're, you're saying, they could put those clips on YouTube and then just blow up and really market the show and get... I mean, that would be good for Paramount Plus, yeah, it's, too. It, I mean, it seems like the possibilities for them to be successful are limitless right now. Well, the, the music space is just... they don't. There's not a need for that. 
anymore. There isn't. It's more. No. It's more of the soup. It's like thinking Joel McHale the soup, but it's Beavis and Butthead just going off, and you know, not quite Daniel Tosh, but right. yeah, just going yeah. going that route. I agree. Yeah. Back then, you know, music videos were the thing. So, but music videos aren't the thing now. People are on YouTube and whatnot. Well, they need a way to sell it to you. That's why they put it together. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think Beavis and Butthead, although they're going to, I'm sure they're going to try to market to us, the older generation, but they got a new generation they need to market to. So Beavis and Butthead ruined Winger's career. Oh, big time. Were amazing. (laughs) Like they yes. were such great musicians and there's nothing wrong with that band. Yeah. But Beavis and Butthead totally shut it down. Yeah. And I think there's actually um, a correlation to when they badmouthed Winger and then who was, didn't they have a character on there that wore a Winger t-shirt? Oh, that was yeah. like a, what Stuart. was his name? Stuart. Yeah. Yeah. I think Stuart was the beginnings of Bobby Hill. And <laughs> instead of like, they just trashed Stuart. But then they actually made him like almost a hero in King of the Hill. I think that right. was his redemption. So, because that kind of reminds Hill... me of Butters a little bit of South Park, too. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. definitely fits that character. But yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. And can I just say that ever since we had Travis Mills on uh, from Girlfriends, remember yeah. he was wearing a Beavis and Butthead t shirt? Yes. I've been wanting a Beavis and Butthead t shirt. I've been looking and. But I don't think my wife would be too pleased with me wearing it around. Oh, it 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 wasn't the nostalgia shirt that I got you for your birthday. It was seeing a celebrity wear one. I understand. I, it has nothing to do with me and our, yes. our real friendship. I'm, That's I'm sorry. Friends. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll we'll talk. We'll talk after this. All right. Let's move on, Bailey. We've talked about it a few times before. All right. And it's a rumor that just won't go away and keeps popping back up every week or so. But this time, dude, I I honestly think it's official. So I've been saying it for a few years now. It's only a matter of time before Tom is back in Blink-182. Well, now, since we've been saying that, I'm going to say my statements, our statements, could possibly be checking out. So listen to this. And props to all punked ups, Johnny Obbs, for the tip on this this week. But screenshots of an Instagram interaction between Matt Skiba and a fan on one of Matt Skiba's posts would hint that communication may be lacking between Skiba and the other members of Blink. Skiba posted a bunch of random photos in one post with no caption, but in the comments, a user with the handle BlinkinPark89, which I love that handle, by the way, he asked, you guys think Skiba is still in Blink? No Blink content here, and the Blink guys don't post pictures with Matt. To which Matt Skiba himself replied, Your guess is as good as mine. Regardless, I am very proud of and thankful for my time with Blink-182. We shall see heart emoji. So, Bailey, I don't know about you, but this for me is sort of sealing the deal here. I mean, if you're in the band, how do you not know what your status is? And also, I hear that Mark is in the studio recording stuff. Tom is also in the record in the studio recording stuff. So it's got people wondering if, if they are working on the same material together. There's been a lot of posting of old Blink stuff by Mark, Tom, and Travis. So I feel like the writing, and of course this is just my feelings, I feel like the writing is clearly written on the wall here. And I'm just going to say it, Blink-182 and Tom DeLong are back together. I really think that's a real possibility. So what do you think, Bailey? What are your real What are your real thoughts on this? Well, it's a little disheartening because I thought that Skiba was more solidified in 
like business and hey, I know what's going on and I'm a part of the team and it's kind of crappy to put your whole uh, heart into a project and everybody's happy go lucky and then all of a sudden the phone stops ringing. Yeah, um, right. I'm just I'm sitting from that that side of it. I'm like, hey, I thought everything was great. Um, it's like shopping at your own garage sale. If you ask me, um, <laughs> kind of gave all this stuff away. I mean, I don't know if you've ever dated an ex girlfriend, but sometimes it doesn't work out. I'm just looking at it from a practical standpoint. From a monetary standpoint, uh, it's the whole Van Hagar Van Roth tour. Oh so, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if that's if that's what you're going to do, it's a cash grab. But I don't think things will ever be the way that us as fans want them. I'm never going to get take off your pants and jacket again. So I'm not sure where this is going. And I'm a little bummed for Matt because uh, he did a phenomenal job and he shouldn't have been just filling in. I mean, when the, um, when, when Queen picked up that young man, it's not like they said, you're with us for a year and then they let him go. Like they stood behind him for the whole thing. What's that man's name? Man from American Idol? Uh, Adam Levine? No, that's yeah. not Adam Levine. That's, no, that's Adam Levine's in Maroon 5. Uh, Adam Lambert. Yeah. Yeah. Queen's like, this is our guy. We waited 30 years. This is our guy. And they just, that, like, it's it. It's not the will they, won't they thing. And then I don't think we have very much longer with Travis Barker. I think he's joined the cult. <laughs> the, the Kardashian cult. That's not what I said, because they could probably hear, they probably hear us. They probably, oh, they're right. They no, uh, I, I retract that. I retract that. I'm just saying, like, I don't know how much longer we have with him. So, I, I mean, what's it going to be? Well, here's one are thing, they, too, that might make gonna, you a little happy. Are they going to bring Kanye on the tour as well? Like I just like then, they did with then, Lil Wayne, and then Pete Davidson comes out and fucks it up for everybody. Like I just <laughs> I need to know. Hey, I'd be down with like a Pete Davidson stand up act right before a Blink One Eighty Two show with Tom. He's, he's good. He's good. <laughs> he's good. Hey, but here's something that might make you a little happy, or maybe make you wonder a little bit. First, I will say that I think it's funny sifting through comments on Reddit because everyone seems to you know exactly kind of how. Well, I, you know when. <laughs> You know, when I'm researching the topics and stuff for for the show, I want to see what Reddit's saying too. Six AM, so. Tyler's going poo poo, scrolling through. Yeah, right. So I'm sitting, need show you know prep. That? You know that that's a callback to a couple episodes ago. But uh, I think it's funny though, looking at the users on Reddit because everyone seems to know exactly how each member of the band is, and some people on Reddit are saying that Matt trolls a lot when it comes to this subject, yeah. but. Which I guess he could be trolling here, but I I truly I don't wish feel all those like people this is on trolling. Reddit were living their own lives and they weren't <laughs> so highly invested in um, cryptic tweets and cryptic pictures and yeah, because the only people that know what's happening, honestly, I you know I'm not even. I will say That's the only the I'll say the only one person that knows what's <laughs> happening is Mark Hoppus. Because that MFR is like holding the puppets. He's holding right. all the strings. Right. He's like, Blink is my baby. <laughs> right. Like, right. Yeah. Right. And and that's the thing. We're, we're just, we're speculating right now. That's all we're doing. But at one point, weren't Blink-182 and Skiba working on a record? And I thought Matt said that he was done tracking guitars. And yeah, the whole thing's done. It's been done for like a year. Or is it scrapped? You know? Why like, would it be scrapped? I don't know. Haven't heard anything about it. Nah, they're gonna put it out, and then they're gonna put know. it. It's gonna be a double album. It's gonna I be feel like one album is gonna be Ski, but the other half but, is gonna be Tom. But dude, 
But dude, Mark's right. Mark's recording stuff right now. So it's That's like if the album's done, what's he doing recording no, stuff? No, it's gonna be a double album because Tom Tom right. finally got vindicated by the CIA and the uh-huh. NIT and the BVDs and the and the DVDs and whoever he's working <laughs> for. <laughs> And the DOD <laughs> and the JJs and the HJs and the BOJs. The, the DMV. Just, you know, yes, by the DMV. He finally got validated. He got his parking. And then <laughs> they're like, okay, you can stop chasing aliens. We know the real. We get it. And then you can just go back to, you already sold your catalog. So you got to play another three shows so you can get that mortgage paid. So, hey, I'm going to say this, though. And I definitely want to be on the record here for this because, you know, I like to throw out my uh, bold statements, but if this is Matt actually trolling and he knows his status in the band, I still think regardless of all of that, it's still only a matter of time before Tom does rejoin the band and Matt is out. I don't think Blink will continue on as a four piece. Uh, I could be wrong. Of course. I disagree. Uh, yeah. There's, har- I could be there's wrong. harmonies in every studio album that you've ever heard. Yep. Why would they yep. not? Why would they? There's, well, there's double guitar. The guitars are layered. I just don't think, I personally don't think it would make sense. Uh, but Tom and Skiba have, I think, different ways of playing. And I just don't think Blink needs that. I, I really don't. I think if Tom's going to come back, it's going to be Tom, Mark, and Travis. I, I really do. Uh, they've been wildly successful uh, without Skiba before. And I think they have, they know the formula um, to do it again. And every I, Blink I think, record, every Blink song that you've ever liked has been overproduced and they can't sure. recreate it live. They could recreate it live if they had another guitar player that could harmonize. Well, a lot of times now the backing tracks are are a thing now. So, and that Blink uses backing backing tracks now. So, heck, one time they used a backing track of Tom's vocals with Skiba on stage. I think that was an accident though, but still funny. Yes. Yeah. You got my you got my dad on here trying to insult my dad. Oh, Dave Coulier. Look at him. Look at my face. Dude, <laughs> you trying to insult my dad? Oh my gosh, dude! I you never put that together. Of... <laughs> you never put that together. Just now, just that's now. childish. That's juvenile. Making <laughs> okay. fun of my dad. That's fine. All right, okay, Bailey. So here's a story that I think you're definitely gonna like. Cut uh, it out, <laughs> dude. I was planning on using that, but you got it. Like, no, you no, it. <laughs> no. You can no. You you can get rid of it. I was doing it no, to you to no, follow up on the joke. That's you. That's you, baby. No, that's I don't you. want that. All right, so you and I both love Alanis Morissette. We've talked about her a number of times on the pod. And one of my favorite all-time Alanis songs is You Ought to Know. Would she uh, go down it, on you in a theater? I don't know if she would with me, but maybe with Dave Coulier. <laughs> but anyways, it's always been rumored, or maybe it's been well-known, I, I don't know, that that song is about ex-Full House star Dave Coulier, who actually dated Alanis back in the 90s. Well, Dave recently did an interview with Jim Norton and Sam Roberts' Sirius XM show. That show is foul. Is it? I've never listened Jim to Jim Norton it. is foul. Really? He's, In a good way? If you are into toilet humor and oh, like yeah. just just very he has no boundaries. He's I have very, to he check is this very, out then. He's a very interesting character. Awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, he Dave Coulier was on his show, and they asked him all kinds of questions about that song, and he opened up about the first time he heard Alanis's You Ought to Know song. And here's what he said, according to Billboard. He says, here's the story. I'm driving in Detroit, and I've got my radio on, and I hear the hook for You Ought to Know come on the radio, and I'm like, wow, this is a really cool hook. Then I start hearing the voice, and I'm like, wow, this girl can sing. And I had no idea this was the record. 
he goes on and says, and then I was listening to the lyrics going, oh, 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 no. I hate oh, to I bug can't you in the middle of dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice, Bailey. So after hearing the song, he then went to a record store and bought the CD, parked his car, and he began to listen to the Jagged Little Pill album in, in, in its entirety. He goes on to say, there was a lot of familiar stuff in there that she and I talked about. And so I started listening to it and I thought, oh, I think I may have really hurt this woman. And that was my first thought. He goes on to say during the interview that he has nothing but love for Alanis and they are apparently on good terms now. So Bailey, what are your thoughts on this? I like the fact that you're exposing my dad and throw him under the bus. <laughs> Go ahead and Google a picture of my mug. I don't Dude. know if you can do that on the internet. But and then look at Dave Coulier and yeah, so I don't know what he was doing forty years ago. Maybe, maybe he came and did a stand-up show in, in Central Illinois, and there was a young groupie. I don't know, but the resemblance is uncanny. Yeah, so. and you know, you brought up the going down on you in a theater thing. So he was asked, actually asked about that specific line, and he replied with, "You know, you do that popcorn cup thing one time, and it backfires on you." So. Sounds like there's some truth to that lyric. So, Alana's putting it Do you know how much like money it. they're both getting by perpetuating this, whether it's real or not? Good Dude, for them. You know, yeah, absolutely. Hey, Alanis has a, an album out right now that I think is more like, uh, <clears throat> more for like meditation and stuff right now. So, well, it's great be. timing. And, and I think she's, she's got, got a, a great interview on Dak's podcast, by the way. Yep, I listened to it. Dude, she's, great she's an amazing amazing artist like i love alanis you know i don't think she actually gets enough recognition for what she's done for alt rock uh mm-hmm. she was one of the mainstays on mtv back in the 90s mm-hmm. so i mean she's there's the real no goat, like for real there's no paramore without her there's no no and i think i could say there'd probably be no no doubt without alanis so because she's just like hey this is how i feel and that thing was raw and it was dude. that's why it worked and dude you can't compare at least I haven't heard any other album or style of music mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you can compare to Alanis Morissette. She's like her own thing. Like mm-hmm. it's it's wild. Great, great music. Love Alanis. But hey, speaking of Paramore, real quick before we close this out, Bailey, I think it's worth mentioning that Paramore announced this week that they will be doing a little tour of the US. They are coming our way and will be in Chicago late this year, I think in October or so. Um mm-hmm. so you gonna go to that? It depends on the venue size for me because anymore when I go to concerts, I want it to be some small thing. I don't want it to be huge and especially with COVID. Like I don't yeah. want it to be oh, yeah. huge and people sweating everywhere. Like I'd almost prefer like an unplugged situation where it's just like yeah. just yeah. No, I hear you. And I think it is gonna be small, intimate venues. Mm-hmm. But now I know we talked about this on the past episode when uh we talked about Billy Eilish and Haley Williams doing a misery business performance mm-hmm. at Coachella. Mm-hmm. Uh we wondered if this meant that Haley would be bringing that song out of retirement since she basically swore off playing that song live ever again due to the lyrics in the song. Uh, I have to say, I really hope she decides to play the song and I just don't feel like the word whore in a song is really enough to, you know, throw it away. Um, I think at this point we can just change the word whore to bore and call it a day and just start playing the damn song. Like I really really hope that she and the band decide to add this back to the set list because if you change whore to bore you're really just offending the boring people at that point and who really cares about boring people Mm, i think it i think it messes up the art 
And I, I think she should hold on to it for a little bit, bring it out as a gem. Like, hey, so, I'm gonna so have you think it's one. fine to keep the word whore in there? Yes, because she wrote it when I, she was like 14 years old. Dude, right? and that's the Something thing, like too. That. It's like she's not <clears throat> trying to belittle a demographic of, you know, sex workers or anything like that. It's like if somebody said, like, you know, you're a podcaster and nothing more. Well, that just is meaning that you are just that and you have nothing else to offer. Like, I would take offense of to I'm nothing more. Well, not not the word whore or podcaster or whatever. Like, I'm gonna it, put it like this: Mar- Mark Wahlberg. For those that don't know what's going on, I'm no expert, but the dude went to jail for stealing, and then all he did in jail was work out, and he went with his brother, which was in the New Kids on the Block, to an audition, and some man saw Donnie Wahlberg, or some man saw Mark Wahlberg's underwear line and his abs, and put him in a Calvin Klein commercial. Then he goes on to be in the Funky Bunch. Then he goes on to be in movies. If you don't make those choices, you are not going to have the life that you have. So sure, he might be real embarrassed that he was an underwear model when he was 17 and an ex-con and all kinds of stuff. But you yeah, know what? And I think he, he is. Would, he would not be getting paid what he is now right. because that got the ball rolling. Now, Riot set the world on fire. Every decision that was made in that album is the reason why the album put them to where they are. So you... Yeah. You learn and you grow, but it's not like you're, um, I wouldn't, in my opinion, I wouldn't compare that to like racism or something like that. Some huge thing, but, and, and then like, at what point does it become self-righteousness? Right. We're like, well, I'm so much better than that. It's like, we're supposed to grow as people. Right. We're supposed to mature as people, but how do you learn from something if you don't know what an ugly thing looks like or an ugly thing is? And is this thing even an ugly thing? Like, yeah. like, let's be honest with ourselves. Like, for real. Like, I, I can't imagine that the whole demographic of, let's just say sex workers, because that's, I think, who it offends the most. I, you think they're all upset with, with that line? Well, but, half, and, all of them were singing along probably happy, yeah, you but, know, 20 years ago. But who actually ago. wrote that lyric? Was it her or was it somebody else? Hey, sure. here's a good yeah. word to put right there. Here's a throwaway word. Yeah. And then that throwaway words and in the cancel culture that we live in, somebody's like, yeah. oh, well, how can you project this image but sing this song? And it's like, yeah, get over yeah. yourself. Yeah. Um, that's just, my, Bill, my Bill Burr. Just get get over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I love Bill Burr. But um, yeah, I just can't imagine taking your most well-known song out of your set list and never playing it again. It's just crazy to me. And for goodness sakes, Haley wrote the song when she wasn't even an adult, so just give her a break. Anyways, overall, I'm glad Paramore is touring again. All right. But, all right, guys, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're really digging our show, please consider helping us spread the word and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and or on Spotify. A five-star review would be greatly appreciated, and please let us know what you're liking most about the show and also what you'd like to hear more of. So with that, thanks again, and remember to spread love.